What's going on, golf addicts? It is the Wyndham Championship DFS show, DraftKings preview with the tour junkies from, you know, we're at Sedgefield Country Club. Well, we're not, but they are, the guys we care about for DFS, for DraftKings. We're here to give you all the goods. And Pat, Pat is up to something tonight. I will say that. I will say that Pat is up to something tonight. And I, I, I nothing happened on the betting show, but my prediction is something's going to happen on this show. And I don't know what it is. But I'm just telling you, he's up to something. Welcome to the podcast. It's the Wyndham. we got to find ways to make it interesting. We are presented to you by our friends at Fantasy National. That's where you go to do the research, to get down in the dirt, to find the names yourself. If you're like one of these guys, you're like, God, you guys, all you do is give me picks. I don't need picks. I just want the breakdown or whatever. Then, okay, great. Go to fantasynational.com slash TJ and use promo code TOURJUNKIES, whatever, tell them we sent you, and get 20% off any weekly, monthly, or annual memberships where we've been going for five years. Great supporters of the podcast. Check out Fantasy National if you haven't already. Pat. DB. What are you drinking? Why do you, why do you think I'm up? Because so- I have never seen you sit on a podcast for this long and have a permanent shit-eating grin on your face like you did that entire betting show. And you still have it on. So I don't know if like something's about to get delivered. I'm to my just house. in a good mood. I'm in a good mood, DB. I like the Wyndham Championship. Okay, Wyndham has good hotels. They um, do they? Have you stayed at a Wyndham? I, I don't. I don't know if I have or not. Are they hotels? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. Honestly, honestly, I don't know. Sam says yes. Producer Sam says anyway. Yes. I'm sipping on a beer tonight. You know, Sam, producer Sam, who's a, who's a great man. And wins a lot of money. He um, lives in Pottsville, Pennsylvania. Or, you know, he's from Pottsville, Pennsylvania. I think. Anyway, there's something about Pottsville, Pennsylvania that Sam is, has to do with. And, and that's where the home of Yingling is. And um, I'm drinking Yingling beer. Right. Cool. All right. Well, I'm, I'm drinking gin and tonic tonight. I'm feeling gin and tonic. Tony Finau, you know, he's he's probably drinking a nice uh, non-alcoholic beverage. He's celebrating his second victory in a row. He's not here this week, so he's not going to make it three. But, um, you know, I, I want to I talk about just real quick, Pat. You know, we, we've been saying this. We've been saying this. The chalk, right? Like, the tides of the DFS, you know, t- t- ocean have changed. You know, it used to be it used to be not everybody had tools, not everybody had research. You know, you go out and you do it, you do a you do a research and you was a you was a unique mm-hmm. man. You were a unique man. And then now, you know, if you don't do some research or do a do a model or do a stat, then you're the weirdo. You know, you're the you're the kid that you you know, you don't have you don't have the popular book bag brand or whatever. And and I think what it's leading to is, uh, you know, the chalk is, is good. A lot of the chalk is good chalk. And last week was one of those examples. Not saying, you know, you, need to play, you can't play all of it. You got to have some leverage. And the guys that won the big contest certainly had some leverage. But Patrick Cantlay, Cameron Young, Tony Finau, Chris Kirk, and Cam Davis were all very popular plays. And all those guys played very, very well. Very well. Um, you know, one of the biggest lineups I saw last week had Tony Finau and Patrick Cantlay in it. They stacked them up. Then they hit somebody in the 7K range and then three 6K guys, all like sub 2%. They had like Jaeger, Taylor Moore, JJ Spawn, and then, uh, oh, Pendrith. Pendrith was another one. He, and he was like approaching chalk territory. So, you know, it just, it's a reminder that, you know, 
These guys, you know, the, the, the models and the fantasy nationals and all those things out there are pretty good, and people are getting sharper at this thing. But it is a game, so you still need some leverage. But, uh, you know, don't be afraid, especially. We talked about it last week. I said, and even on the Wednesday night live chat in the Nut Hut, we talked about eating, eating the good chalk up top and playing either Cantlay or Finau. And both paid off. I mean, obviously, you'd rather have Finau, but they both were, I mean, they were one and two. So, um, Pat, any other thoughts on, on lessons learned from last week for you, or are we, we ready to move on? No, I agree. I mean, I think the, the, the chalk definitely hit, and uh, I hope it does it this week. To be honest, I think it's a lot more fun when it doesn't. Yeah, so, that's true. Um, I hope that that's what happens this week at the Wyndham. I agree. We want the chaos, don't we? Yeah. Um, all right, well, let's get into it, Pat. 9K and above range on DraftKings. We are looking at HV3, which, by the way, our interview with HV3 drops on either Wednesday or Thursday this week. Be on the lookout. It'll be on the YouTube channel as well as all the podcast streaming platforms. Uh, we had HV3 on all the way back in March of 2018, and we had him on again, and it was probably one of our best interviews ever. We played a f- couple fun games with Harold Varner. Um, he said the most amazing thing anyone has ever said on our podcast before, which I'm excited about. Uh, anyway, it's going to be great. Be sure and, and look it up. Adam Scott's in here, Terrell Hatton, Corey Connors, Russell Henley who had a big week last week at 9,800. Billy Ho at 10,3, Sung Jay at 10,5, Shane at 10,6, Shane Lowry, Webb Simpson. At 10-7, and Willie Zizalatoris at 10-9. Now, Pat, before we get into the plays, I do want to ask you about one guy. Are people going to play Webb Simpson? And I mean people and I mean you. But are people going to play Wyndham Webb? Pat, I, I, I believe um, he's named his daughter after this uh, no, golf tournament. Nope, that no. I thought that I think that's just a rumor. Nobody would do that. Uh, by the way, actually, let's see. In the YouTube comments, if you're watching this, not live, but after the fact, if you had to name your kid after a golf tournament, what would it be? Pat, what would you, if you had to name a kid after a golf tournament, what would, uh, what would it be? I, I would call them... Um, I would call them Barracuda. <laughs> that's actually a good one. I was thinking yeah. Butterfield. I was thinking of the butter, Butterfield. No, I'd call him Barracuda. I'd love to call my son Barracuda. Barracuda, get over here. Barracuda, go get your dad a beer. Barracuda. Barracuda, we got to go to school. And then I could, if I, I was really mad, I'd be like, Cuda. Yeah. Cuda, get my ass over here. <laughs> I also feel like, I feel like for you, Pat, and your, your gated community self, I feel like Sanderson would be a, a real name that you or your wife, you or your wife would pick out. This is Sen- no, we're not Sanderson, that, no. Sanderson Patrick Perry the fourth. <laughs> Even though you're not a Sanderson, but I feel like that would be one of yours. I like Kuda better. Kuda's pretty hot in the street. I mean, Kuda's you can who knows? You can now turn this into the new baby trend name for like 2023. Yeah. If anybody you out there, your wives are pregnant, you know, or you're you're the wife and you're listening, you're pregnant. Yeah. You know, consider it. I would just say consider it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. If you do, we'll send you a lovely gift. We'll send you a really nice gift. So do you think people are going to play Webb? I definitely think people will. I think this is a week where, you know, people will definitely see the history and everything else that he's got here, which is incredible. Even when he hasn't really been playing well, he still plays well here. 60 Um, strokes gained in the last five years here. 60. I think he's, you know, we talked about chalk when you started. 
I'm I'm fading him if he's chalk for sure. And he's going to be chalk. I don't see how you're going to get a Webb Simpson's not chalk because he's not playing well. Like that, that's why that's why I posed the question because it's not a. Are you tired or did you just you paused on my screen and you were like this? <laughs> yeah, I actually think it's your connection. It's bad. Um, I just think. I think because of Webb's recent form, he's going to. I think he's going to be a little tough for people to jam in their lineups. I'm interested. I'm interested to see where he lands. I'm not going to play him either way. If he's five percent owned, I'm not playing him. I'm not. If he's five percent owned, I'm not playing him. I don't care. And if he sinks me, sinks me. I don't care. I'm not doing it. But I mean, you can't stand Webb that bad where you wouldn't play him at five percent owned on the course. That it's not that I can't stand Webb. I think he's a lovely human. I think he's a lovely man. I just, I just don't. I think he's he's sucked all year, and people continue to beat the drum, and he's not good. So I'm going to keep not getting suckered into it. And if he bites me at the Wyndham, he bites me at the Wyndham. Whatever. I mean, I, I just don't. I don't care. So if he's five percent owned, no, I still will not play him. And that may be the okay. dumb thing to do. And there's some data nerds out there that are going to tell me I'm an idiot, but I don't care. I just don't. I don't. I don't want to. I'm taking a very pat position here. I don't care. But okay. I also don't think people are going to play him. I don't think he creeps. I don't think he gets over. I definitely don't think he gets over 20. I don't think he gets over 20%. There's, I don't think there's any way. He may be projected over 20, but I bet when rubber meets the road and people are building lineups, he's less than that. Okay, so who do you pivot off of, of, of Webb for? Are you going to go up to Willie Z? Because you know I am. I'm going back to Willie Z at 10-9. We had a big Willie Z blowout conversation. And I do not want to talk anymore about the reasons to not play him or play him. We mm. all know why I like him. I talked about it on the betting show. I don't want to know. I want to know for DFS purposes, are you going to play him? No. No, I'm not going to play him. Why would I play him in DFS? I'm, he's going to be super popular in DFS too. So I don't, why? There's, there's not an additional why? reason for me to play him in DFS. Then there, if, if I'm fading him in the betting market at 16 to 1, I'm also not playing him in DFS. If he was going to be why low is owned, he going to be? Why is he going to be so popular? In the, because huh? you said... You said on the betting show all the reasons he sucks and cannot play well and will not win. So why would he be high owned if no. if people there's like, a, explain to me how how you think he sucks and he's never going to win a golf tournament and he's he's one of the worst players in the field and all these things that you said about him and yet and yet why would he be high owned? Did I say all those I, things about him in the betting show? I'm pretty sure no, I did you not. Didn't. No, you <laughs> didn't. I'm pretty sure. But what I'm not. saying is like. Why do you think he's going to be high owned if you think everybody thinks that he's not very good and can't win and, and he's too I, high priced? I didn't whatever. say everybody thinks that. I said I don't like betting him at 16 to 1 to but win. Betting is different than DFS. I know. Betting's different. I know. I don't like betting him to win at 16 to 1 it, 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 with, with, at a birdie contest. I don't like it. And I'm going to continue to not do it. I think the number is terrible. But even in DFS, if he were low-owned, I would gladly play Willie Z because I think he will score a lot. He could, could score a lot. He's obviously got a lot of he's, – he's, he's, a, he's, a, uh, a um, he's, a, he's a studly player. I didn't, I didn't say he was a bad player. I, I, I did not say that. You're putting words in my mouth. You're spreading fake news. I did, I did put words but, in your mouth. But, but obviously it's a different game. And, but I know that people will be playing Willie Z. I just know they will. So he's going to be popular, and I won't have him on my betting card. And I, so I'll just probably go with zero Willie Z exposure again. And what if he was fifteen percent? 
I mean, I'm starting to get tempted at 15, but I probably won't do it. Because, but part of this is also because I like, I like Sungjae so much. And now I, and will, I, go, do too. I will go I ahead and say, fan. I, agree. I yeah. think the chalk here is going to be, I think the chalk in the 9K and above range is going to start with Sungjae. I actually think Sungjae will be the more popular player, but speaking of chalk that I'm consuming, it is Sungjae. I, I, will, I will eat that chalk on Sungjae M. Um, I think people, I think Willie Z is going to be close. Um, I just think out of this 10K crowd, like Webb and Billy Horschel are going to be the two lowest, potentially. I like Billy Ho a good bit. I talked about him on the betting show. I might even try some Sung Jay, Billy Ho stacks. I, 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 I think I could do that. Uh, I think I'd get down with that. I like everybody in the 10K range. I just don't like Webb. And I don't, and I'm probably not going to play Willie Z because of the ownership's going to be huge, and I just would rather have Sung Jay and Billy Ho. So that's going to be what I'm doing there in the 10K spot. In the 9K spot, I'm not sure what people are going to do. I feel like HV3 is going to be popular. I feel like a popular stack stack could be Sung Jay and HV3. What do you think? Of, what do you think people are going to do in the 9K with Henley, Connors, Hatton, Scott, and Varner? I mean, for me, I think you're going to see. Um... I think there's going to be a lot of people that fade Connors because it, you really haven't seen a whole lot out of them lately. Um, I think Henley is sort of a sneaky play here. And I like Adam Scott. And I think Varner to me is... Um, actually, I mean, I like all of them. I like, I like Scott, Varner, and Hatton all at the bottom here. And I could see fading Connors, Henley, and Horschel, to be honest. I think Horschel is going to be decently owned. Um, but for me, my favorites in this range are at the at the bottom here. And Hatton, Adam Scott, and HB3. And Scott's probably my favorite. I like Hat well, yeah. Okay. I, I don't mind Scott. I don't I don't feel like I never feel good about playing Adam Scott, but I definitely don't mind him here. Obviously lost the kids in the playoff last last year. Yeah, you can never attempt. feel good about playing him. Um I, I, I think Billy Ho is is my favorite pivot, my high end pivot, but I think he's gonna be low on. Maybe he's not. Uh, but I, I like Hatton. I had Hatton written down here as a possible pivot. Uh, and I do like HV3. I mean, definitely plays well here versus his expectation typically. Um, so, yeah, well, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. I think for cash, I would actually start off with Sungjae. I don't, I don't mind starting with Sungjae in that low 10s for cash. But we'll see how it shakes out. I just Who's know. Who's your fate? Did you mention your fate? It's Webb. And I guess you could say Willie Z. Give me another one. Well, okay, Willie Z. I feel like Webb's too How easy. How many phases do you want me to give you in the 9K and 10K range? Webb and Willie Z. I just Z. feel like Webb's too easy. I need you to give me another one. Why is he too easy if you think he's going to be popular? I don't think he's going to. Well, I do think he's going to be popular, but I think it's too so easy. So why is it an easy fade? I've been fading him all year. Like, I'm just going to ride the horse. I'm, I'm still fading him. I'm still fading him. I don't have another. Other than Willie Z, I don't. I'm not like fully out on anybody else. Other than those. I two. don't know if I said Webb was going to be popular. You did, did say Webb was going to be. Did popular. I, say Webb was I be started popular? off the conversation Mars. by saying, "Will people play Webb?" And you said, "Yes." I don't know if I said that. Okay. Yes, you did. Also, I mean, the only other guy I could maybe get down with fading, maybe if. Feels it feels like uh, I don't know. It feels like either Henley or Connors are are mispriced here. It does. It, I don't. I don't know. It just feels like it feels like when I'm when I click either Henley or Connors, I feel like I'm paying too much for what I'm getting at the moment. 
Yeah, for me, Connors is is really sort of my fate. Um, I, and this should be a good course for him. He really hasn't yeah, played well here. Yeah. Um, in the past, um, does he not like grainy Bermuda? I mean, that could be a problem. I think his putting's improved overall, but grainy Bermuda. I mean, actually, Bermuda's his best surface according to Fancy National. Um, his putting really has improved. I mean, are people noticing this? Like. If you look at his trends putting, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I, I just I just get this feeling that Connors or Henley is gonna be I don't I just don't like the the price there. Anyway. Well, I mean if you look at just the last twenty four rounds, his putting has not been great in general. Um Connors hasn't I, I don't know. I, I just and then you look at three putt avoidance, he's kind of middle of the pack here in this field. Um, his scrambling is not very good at all. I think you have to, we haven't even hardly mentioned scrambling tonight at all. I mean, well, I think you got to scramble pretty good around this course and he's 111th in the field here. I mean, the, so, the winning score has been 21, 22 under like every year, except for was it last year. What was the winning score last year? Is fit, uh, it's 15 under. That was weird. Um, yeah, I mean, I know it's a tough course to scramble out of because of the Bermuda's nasty, but I just don't, I just don't know. I don't, I'm not, I don't know if I want to wait it all that much. If you're, I mean, maybe not, but I look at the greens, past winners trouble. here. You got Kisner, great scrambler. Siwoo, Jim Herman, I could not tell you. JT Poston's a good scrambler. Siwoo, Grant Snedeker, we know is. Siwoo's great scrambler. So, yeah, I mean, it never hurts. I just, I just don't know how. I don't know how much I would wait it just because it's not a terribly hard course and so like getting up and down to save pars isn't going to do you any good um but i mean i get that you're right i mean when you look at past champs they're definitely they definitely fit that mold or guys that have guys have gained a lot of strokes here kind of fit that mold all right well that's that we beat the 9k and 10k range up let's get the 8k the 7k then we're going to do our 6k draft this week for the 6k section so stay tuned for that if you're watching live, please hit the like button. If you're not watching live, please hit the like button. There you go. Subscribe to the channel and drop that comment. If you're going to, you know, if you had to name your kid after a golf tournament, what are we doing? All right, let's look at the 8K range here on DraftKings. Pats, we got Denny McCarthy, who disappointed a lot of people last week. Siwoo Kim, who's not disappointing lately. Kevin Kisner, your defending champ, disappointed a lot of people last week, not me. Uh, Ju Young Kim, or Tom Kim, as he likes to be called. Taylor Pendrith who uh, a lot of people had last week, and he played really well. I didn't have him, so that sucked. Christian Bezadenhu, Brian Harmon, JT Poston, Aaron Wise, Justin Rose, and Davis Riley round out the 8K range here. Now, here's my question for you, Pat. I want to make sure we talk about this guy, so I'm going to bring him up. What about Denny McCarthy? Because Denny McCarthy has the course history has really seemingly fits the golf course quite well. But there's the performance of the Rocket Mortgage, which, like I said, let down a hand, a lot, a lot of folks. A lot of folks disappointed in Denny um, at the Rocket Mortgage. He was average, averaged around 19% owned and trunk slammed. And there's possibly the price. I mean, does it feel like 8900 is overpaying for Denny McCarthy? I mean, he's, hell, he's, he's priced higher than the, you know, two past champions right there below him. Uh, price higher than the, the scorching hot Ju Young Kim. Taylor Pendrith's heating up. Brian Harmon's had a good, good run these last few months. JT Poston's obviously playing hot. He's another past champion. Why is Denny McCarthy priced higher? 
So what are you going to do about Denny McCarthy? Well, I'm going to play Denny McCarthy. I like him this week. I think the ownership is going to go way down. Denny McCarthy is not a name like a Willie Z, a Sung JM, whatever else. And so when Denny McCarthy plays bad, Denny McCarthy's ownership is going to drop a significant amount, I believe. Um, so I think you play him this week. I think you try to go after that leverage. He had a terrible week last week across the board. I mean, you look at everything with the stats. Nothing was gained. No gains. No gains off the tee. No gains on approach. No gains around the green. No gains putting. No gains strokes. Gain tee to green. Everything about him sucked. It's a bad week. You know, that, that happens in golf. You get a bad week. We know that, okay? So why not take advantage of a little bit of ownership leverage on a guy that has played well recently, okay? Just a sixth-place finish, you know, the, the event before last week when he missed a cut. And then fantastic course history here. Has not finished worse than a T36 in 2018. Had a top 25 in 2019, top 10 in 2020, top 15 in 2021. I think you go back to Denny this week. If, if there's any player that you're going to, you know, need to have a short memory with off the week before this week, it's Denny McCarthy, I believe. Um, I will say you nailed and, that on Brendan Steele last week when I was, I, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and pat you on the back. Um, I was cautiously, very, very cautious over the, the putting for Brendan Steele. Yeah. Um, but we jump back on, you jump back on him last week. He paid off. I think McCarthy. I think the price is 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 going to cause people to not play him either because they're going to be like, ah, yeah. But wasn't he the same so price? Wasn't he the same price last week? I feel like it was the exact same. Right price at the week. same price. It had to have been right there. I don't. I don't think people are going to hop off him as much as you think. I like him. I think we jump back on him. He was like nineteen percent last week. You didn't. I mean, think I think he's he'll be, less. be close to twenty percent. No, I think it'll be less, but I don't think he's going to be significantly less. And and maybe it's more in like high stakes. I think high stakes players, you know. We'll, we'll play Denny at a higher clip than maybe a public contest in like the $20 whatever. Um, but I see him in that 12, I see him in that 12 to 15% range still just because of the other factors. Um, but I, I'm with well, the field. I mean, it could be one of those things where everybody's like, oh, everybody's going to jump off of Denny and we're going to be the only smart ones that are going to stay is on get, This is when we're getting into overthinking. I know. <laughs> like, I, I'm like just saying, to think, oh, he's going to do this. Pivot when you pivot. Pivot when I pivot. That I sounds, pivot when I pivot. I pivot when I pivot. Okay, that, that sounds, when the thing you did before the pivot thing was a guy who sounds like he named his son Sanderson. That, that thing was what that was. Anyway, so we both like Denny. Okay, moving on. Who else do we like in this range? Um, I'll tell you, I think the chalk is going to be, I, I'll tell you where I think the chalk lies. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think the Kim twins, I think the Kim twins are hot chalk, smoking hot chalk. You ask me, I think Siwoo and Tom could be potentially the plays that a lot of people go to here. I mean, everybody's been playing Tom anyway. And you know, Siwoo's got the record here. He's got the form. He's hot right now. So I think that's potentially where it lies. I'm not saying I dislike either player, um, but I think that's what's happening. I would prefer Siwoo out of the two, but that's just me. My favorite- See, I think I would prefer Tom. Why is that? I you don't just know. because. Yeah, yeah, you don't Tom. know. I mean, don't you want Tom to win? <laughs> no, I'd much rather have Siwoo win. 100% I'd rather have Siwoo win. I like Tom. I think Tom's like Siwoo Jr. I like Tom Jr. too. 
I think he is. I think I think I think you're exactly right. I think they're both electrifying. But for now, it's Siwoo. And this is the home of Siwoo. We go home now. This is it. This is this is the place. And we're gonna have Siwoo on the show in the in the uh yeah. uh in the fall, you know, once once he gets some time off. I would go I would go Tom over Siwoo. Well, I don't think we should spin the wheel because you owe us the magic trick bet that you still haven't paid off yet. I don't want to have. I don't want to have you. I don't want to have a backlog of things you owe us on. <clears throat> These people, I I freaking wore war paint, Marcus. <laughs> war paint with the shirt off, and they won't even accept that. And they just move on to the magic trick. No, we did accept it for your other bet that you paid off with it, but not the magic trick bet. Listen, you lose bets, you have to pay bets. That's what we do here. We pay off bets. Magic tricks take time. It better be a damn good magic trick. Um, my favorite play in here is C-Bets. That's my favorite. I- I'm hoping is a pivot play. I don't feel like a lot of people will play him at 8,400. He's, you know, he's only played here once. He's, he's you know. I don't know. We hadn't seen him since the Open Championship where he did nothing. But the form is there. The fit is there. I like Sebez a good bit here. Um, I like JT Poston a lot. Talked about him on the betting show. I love, I love the way he's playing right now. It's a great spot for him. Very comfortable here at Sedgefield. So for me, J, JT, Sebez, McCarthy, I'll, I'll, I'll dip my toe in the McCarthy water depending on how things shake out. Sebez, I mean, uh, Siwoo, I, I also like. There's a lot of good names in here. I, I think the fade for me is Aaron Weiss. Aaron Weiss. It, it, this place is going to neuter him off the tee. He can't bomb it around here. He's got a, he doesn't have a good record here. He's, he sucks putting on Bermuda. He's, you know, chipping on Bermuda is tough. Grainy Bermuda situation is going to be tough for Aaron Weiss. And I love Aaron Weiss. I love Aaron Weiss. But I, he's out here. I'm bouncing him out of the AK range. Marcus. I mean, hey, what do you think about them talking about? They just said they hated Aaron Wise. This is a fan for many years of the Tour Junkies right there. I know. He just happened to be on my couch. Lifelong fan. I know. I, yeah. And you're going to go against his play of the week, which is Aaron Wise? I am going to go against it. He can win Tout of the Week honors in the Nut Hut if, if, if Aaron Wise, you know, finishes T. 20 or better. T15 or better. Okay. Well, uh, he's a big fan of Aaron Wise. Um, all right. Well, I'll give you a few here that I like. I like Denny McCarthy. I mentioned him. Uh, he was one. I like Brian Harmon. Okay. I agree. I mean, Brian Harmon is... Uh, this AK this, range this, is juicy. It's really good. It's really good. Um, what's Justin Rose doing here? Is he withdrawn yet? He's, he's because, hanging out. I mean, no. No. <laughs> It's not withdrawn yet. I mean, yeah, with, I know he withdrew from the Open Championship. Screwed a few. Was it the Open? Did he screwed people? I think it was. Um. Anyway, I'm going to fade Justin Rose. Um. But I do like Brian Harmon. I do like Denny McCarthy. We talked too much about him. Um. And then Aaron Wise is the Marcus, the crazy Marcus player of the week who's sitting right next to me. So um, let's move on to the 7K. Okay, we'll move on to the 7K range. There's a lot of guys in the 7K range, Pat, playing PXGs, including Marcus sitting next to you, plays PXGs. We know that. He's got a hot putter with that PXG. It's a hot putter, I mean, it, huh? It, it, it pops off the face. 20 yeah. yards 
not really 20, 20 feet past the hole. No, that's that's not good. Well, his irons no. are great too. He flushes the irons. Um, PXG makes world class, high performance golf equipment for golfers of every skill level, even Marcus's skill level. From our newest, most technologically advanced Gen Five golf clubs to the new, more budget friendly O211 line of sticks, PXG delivers unbelievable quality, distance, forgiveness, and feel. PXG doesn't sell off the shelf. Every club is customized to fit your individual swing. And you can buy online at pxg.com by calling 844-PLAY-PXG or by visiting a PXG store or fitting studio near you. PXG. Pat, can you hit the line for me? Hit the line? Yeah, the, uh, the, uh, the Bob Parsons line. I got it. Here you go. Oh, nobody makes golf clubs the way we do. Period. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Pat. <laughs> you're 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 usually terrible at impressions, but I, you you kind of nailed that one. Bob Parsons may be right in your. I just needed I needed uh, help from Sam to put it up there. Right in your wheelhouse. I love that. All right, let's get to the seven K range. Lots of decisions to be had in here. A lot of guys in here fighting for their FedEx Cup future, fighting for their one twenty five job. We talked about this ad nauseum on the betting show, so I don't want to hit it a lot now, but. There's the 125, the top 125 angle, which is full status. But don't forget, there's the 126 to 150, which is conditional status, which still gets you like 15 tournaments next year, and pro- at least, and then gets you in a couple other things. That 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 150 number is important too, and there's a lot of guys fighting for that. Um, so a lot of guys in the seven and six K range fighting for their career uh, next, you know, next year. Like, what's it going to look like? And a lot of these guys have played a lot of golf. Some of them have played nine events in a row. Some of them have played five, six, seven, eight events in a row. So it's something to pay attention to in here. Um, this range is definitely, you know, chalked full of goodness, though, Pat. You got, you got Mark Hubbard in there who let some folks down last week. Scott Stallings, who continues to stay hot. Um, Strillman, didn't he have a good week last week? He had a, I think he had a solid week last week. Alex Smalley's in here, the local boy member at Sedgefield. He's here. Uh, Shesticles in here. JJ Spawn had a good week last week. Anyway, that's that's the seven K range. Pat, your boy Matt Wallace. I mean, look at you last week on Matt Wallace. You nailed that. God dang. Yes. You're just on a heater. I went back into bed with him. Everybody, you know, I got a lot of hate. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of hate from a few of those. You know who you are in the Nut Hut. Um, that did not want me to go. Um, yeah, to go back to him. Oh, who are you they doing? Said a leopard, a leopard doesn't change his spots, mm. or something like that. But uh, apparently, this leopard changes spots. <laughs> and he plays. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. Can you just tell us your picks so we can get to the six K draft to be done? <laughs> okay. Um, I like Sebastian Munoz. Um, you mentioned him on the betting show, which I was kind of surprised. I didn't like. He was one of those. I was like, I don't think anybody's going to be talking about Sebastian Munoz. But you did talk about him, and I like him this week at 7,700. It has a good course history here. Um, well, I'll say that. You know, making cuts. It's okay, yeah. Top 50 back in 2019. Did finish top 30 last year. Um, so I do like Sebastian Munoz. Um, you look at... Um, no, you don't want to look at that. I wouldn't look at that. I wouldn't look at that about Sebastian Munoz. But if you look <laughs> at some stats for him, you can look at the ball striking stats. You can look at the strokes gain approach stats. Those fit for sure. Um, you know, he is pretty accurate off the tee as well. So I like yeah, Sebastian Munoz there. Good. What? 
But yeah, the ball striking has been good for Munoz. Yeah. Um, I like Taylor Moore. Um, Taylor Moore is another one that I mentioned on the betting show. Um, he is cheap down at 7,300. Another guy, um, great off the tee, good ball striking stats. Um, top 10 and three putt avoidance. Um, you look at his recent form, that's been well for Taylor Moore. Um, been playing well. Top 10 last week at the Rocket Mortgage. Top 25 at the Barbasol and the John Deere Classic before that. So really, really good form there uh, recently for Taylor Moore at 7,300. Another guy that I like, down at the very bottom, DB. Mm-hmm. Now, I, not Matt. Matt <laughs> <laughs> I think I just had a stroke. <sighs> Matt, 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 uh, Matt Wallace was my guy last week at the, the low, low, low price of wherever he was. He's 7,000 this week, by the way. I'm going to go with Andrew Putnam this week. Ooh. Andrew Putnam. Putnam, the Andrew version. There's somebody else I get confused with Andrew Putnam. I can't remember who it is. Andrew Landry. Andrew Landry. Andrew Landry and Andrew Putnam are like the same person. <laughs> you know, I've but had I'm a hard time with Svensson and Novak this yeah. year. I've had a real hard time with those two guys. Why, is, why does that happen? And that happens for other people that do this, too. Like I see it on so Twitter. Many, there's so many of these guys, and they just run together sometimes. Um, but like I have all my but, Camerons straight. Like there's like ten Camerons, and I have all of them straight. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Um, anyway, Andrew Putnam played well at the 3M Open with a T11 finish, um, top 40 at the John Deere Classic. Um, I think I think Putnam is uh, is kind of a like a really like good just low owned player that you could go with this week. Super low owned. I'm talking about like probably three percent owned this week. Um, there you go. I'm going with some obscure names in here because I just feel like all the touts are going to talk about the the same old names in here. DB, I'm well, trying to give you some different names. Well, let's talk about who that to, is. I don't want to hear about Harris English and JJ Spawn, and I don't want to hear about. Well, you think the touts you know, are going to be talking up Harris English and JJ Spawn? I think they're going to be mentioned. I think Kevin. I do like Kevin Strillman, by the way. I think Strillman's going to be mentioned. I think Svensson. I'm tired of hearing about Svensson. Let me tell you who I'm tired of hearing about in the 7K range, actually. I'm tired of hearing about Goderup, who's a fade. I'm tired of hearing about Svensson. Done with it. Tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of hearing about Alex Smalley. And I'm tired of hearing about Colin Tiran. So if you have any of those names that you're about to talk about, I don't want to hear about them. I'm tired of it. I want different names. Somebody different in here that you could play. Okay. All right. I'm going to start. Okay. Let me see here. Let me get. Let me find him because now you threw me off. Okay, I'm gonna start. Where the? F- Where? Okay, I'm gonna start with a guy who who played here last year, had a decent finish. Okay, had a decent finish, top thirty finish. One of his best putting surfaces is Bermuda. Okay, good iron player, good off the tee, uh, hits it a long way. Accuracy's not bad for being as as lengthy as lengthy as he is. Uh, he's a lengthy fella, kind of you know, kind of one of them long fellas. But still finds the fairway, which we like, and um, and yeah, uh, for me it's seventy five hundred. It's going to be Alex Smalley. Yeah, it's going to be Alex Smalley. I love Alex Smalley this week. <laughs> the local kid, the member. It's a perfect story for this place. No, I'm I'm kidding. I do like him. I do think he'll be talked up. I was going to ask you, like, who do you think is going to be talked up? I would not have expected you to say Harris English and JJ Spawn. I think who's going to be talked up is going to be Mark Hubbard. 
It's going to be Scott Stallings. It's going to be Adam Long, your boy, Adam Long. Um, and, I, and I don't mind any of those guys. So I'm asking you, like, are you going to, would you consume any of those chalky players? I would Adam Long. Um, I think Not Scott Stallings. I, I mean, Stallings is hot and I would right Scott, now. Well, I mean, it's, it's one at a time. One at a time. Sorry, I can't you know, tell. There's so much. A kid, a, there's such a delay you because your kid, internet's people, shit. There's such a, a delay. When you were a kid, people, you, your mom told you one bite at a time, okay? You don't put all the Skittles in your mouth at the same time. You, you, you take some and you, Whoa. you eat the Skittle. Do you eat one you Skittle, Skittle at a time? Are you fucking mad, I man? I may have put three in there, but I didn't like, I mean, I didn't do all okay. at once. Oh, I, I put like a dozen Skittles at a time in there. That's how okay. you taste the well, rainbow, bro. You can't taste. You can't taste one color of the rainbow at a time. I didn't like to taste the rainbow. I wanted to taste the purple one. I wanted to taste the red one. I didn't want the rainbow. Just because the commercial tells you to taste the rainbow, you're going to taste the rainbow. Are you trying to show off in front of Marcus? Is that what you're doing tonight? No, what are you talking about? All right. Um, that's how I sound when my wife gets mad at me. I'm like, what are you fucking, what are you talking about? <laughs> Where were we? Uh, is Marcus streaming OnlyFans on your internet right now? <laughs> is he looking at like foot fetish stuff right now? Is that why your internet's so terrible? I don't know, Marcus. What did you do to my internet? If Marcus, everybody put in the put in the comment what type <laughs> of OnlyFans account Marcus is likely streaming. Put that like, in. The why chat. is my internet so bad? Because it's not usually this bad, and Marcus is in the household. I mean, what are you streaming here? Okay. All right, all right, all right. Move on. This is bad for this is bad for this is terrible. All right. Well, okay. I was talking about the chalk. I was talking about where people are going to go. I did not expect. I was actually going to say, could Harris English be a pivot here, based on his performance here, based on his Bermuda prowess? And you, you literally said you thought people were going to talk him up. I don't think people are going to talk him up. I, th- I thought I think English could be a potential pivot uh even though we haven't seen much of him since he's come back from injury but is what it is um i mean stallings is super hot you mentioned munoz i like that calum Taron is a fate for the first time for me in a long time because this is ninth event in a row and i'm sorry but nine events is too much for anybody so i'm not playing calum Taron. um i kind of uh yeah you kind of took my, you kind of took a, one of my other plays. So I don't know. I guess I'm done. I mean, Smotherman's continuing to play really well. We like that. Um, Are you going back to CT Pan DB? No, I, no. I think you need to talk about CT because he does have really good history here. No, and I know he burned you last. No, week. I mean he's mad. He's mad. I'm mad. I'm mad at him. You got okay. me on him, and now, and you. Oh, this is my fault. Yes, you, you and your wizardry got me to find I, I have been avoiding ct pan and i've been fine living fine for years and then somehow like six weeks ago somehow like i you did something and now it's probably six weeks ago i agree with that now i started playing ct pan and it's been garbage since then so no i'm out i'm done i'm not doing that right now i'm not saying i won't go back to him but not not this week i'm not doing it i I'm fading Keith Mitchell. Are you going to play Keith Mitchell at 7,900? I, I don't. Keith Mitchell is one of those to me that you just. 
does he feel like an early in the year type player? Like, you know, we got a win at the Honda Classic from him. You know, he played really well early in the year. This year, like, I almost feel like, well, he's still like played Charles well. Howell, still like West well. Coast kind of thing. I mean, he's still been playing well. He just I mean, cut at the open T36. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, he's still been playing good. I mean, I, I don't, he's not an easy course guy. Like, if you look at his strokes gained on Fantasy National, he crushes it on difficult courses. Honda, there you go. Like, PJ National's tough. He sucks on easy courses, and I don't know why that is. I don't know what the I don't know what the deal is with that, but he does. Um, he is pretty like neutral with the putter. He gains a lot of strokes off the tee. That's where he does most of his damage. But I think that's that's neutralized here. I've said it a couple, a couple of times. Sedgefield is one of those golf courses where everybody hits it to the same spot. You, you got to be in the fairway here. You cannot be in this Bermuda rough. It's not good. You cannot play from the rough here. It doesn't work. These Donald Ross, you know, greens don't let you do it. The rough jumpers and all that stuff doesn't let you do it. So it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to neutralize him a little bit. His irons are trash. So I think, I think I'm out on Mitchell. And I usually love to play Keith Mitchell, but I'm out. Uh, Michael. Uh, Pat, will you answer this question from Michael in the chat? Is Smalley a member? Uh, from what DB has told me, he is a member of this club. <laughs> okay. What about Alan wants to know about Cam Champ at 7,500? He's turned it on. He's turned it on. This, you know, and this is a great, this is a great reminder about the Nut Hut. Alan is a loyal Nut Hut member. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, in the Nut Hut, one of the things I do for you people in the Nut Hut every single week is I read all the press transcripts leading up to Thursday. I read all of them. And I comb through all the dumbass press questions. And now you got, you got people like, you know, well, I won't say it. You got dumb press questions that I have to sift through, you know, about what's your favorite pasta and like what's your mom do for a living and all this dumb stuff, right? And I, I only screenshot the juicy stuff. And two weeks ago, leading up to the 3M Open, when Camp Champ was absolute hot garbage trash, I screenshotted a couple of snippets from his pressers and said, this dude is on right now. He's feeling it. He's healthy. He's confident. His strokes gain home life is good. Less rod. And, you know, at, at the 3M Open, he was 5% owned. He finished 16th. He scored a bunch. He gained strokes across the field. Then he finished 20th last week. Like, Camp Champ's playing well. Are you going to play him, though, here at Sedgefield? Do you, I mean, it's hard to argue with the form, so I can't really say that. that I, I think that's a... I feel like you're tricking me with this question um, because of the way his form is, but I don't feel like this is a great course fit for him. I would agree. It's a lot I like really the Keith don't. Mitchell argument I just made. Yeah, I, I mean just the don't. Rocket Mortgage in the 3M, you can just hit driver everywhere. I mean the 3M, you got a lot of water to deal with, but last week was a total just bomb bombs away. I just don't see Cam. I mean, you know your cams. You already said it. You know your cams well earlier. I do know my cams. I do know my. I do. I do know my cams. So I, but for me, I'm not, I'm not on Cam this week. And I, okay. And he's so dickum. I mean, the guy is just not consistent at all. Very hard to sit there and make a, a good judgment on him. He seems to play well at his court, at like Cam courses, which are the ones where you can just unleash. You know what I mean? Like, you look at his major record. I mean, he crushes in he, no form at all. He comes to Augusta National, hit driver everywhere, and he's and he's he's top ten in that that thing. All right. All right, we ready, Pat? We ready to get to the 6K range? 
Yeah, let's move on to the 6K. 6K draft, people. That's what we've been doing. That's what we've been talking about. Now, last week we had Nita on the show, and she absolutely boat raced us with her 6K draft. But, you know, she we knew a long time ago. Nita's in the, in the nut hut. She's been in there a long time. She wins a lot of money in DFS. Uh, also, especially in basketball and NBA DFS, she has her own stuff there. If you guys aren't in the nut hut when NBA starts, you are losing money. I'm telling you. We got people, you know, Every now and then, someone would be like, "Hey, uh, I want to cancel the ten dollars a month." I'm like, "Are you? You're a doofus! You're a doofus! You are literally. We are paying. You are making a lot of money, way more than ten dollars a month. If you just blindly tail a few select people in the nut hut, and you're there, promise, bang, bang, boom, prize picks, DFS, whatever. Need is one of them, especially for the NBA. But she's also a six K genius." And she trounced us last week, Pat, in our draft. Absolutely trounced us. She really us. did, yeah. And she's now, been on fire I, I think that there's an asterisk because I had a withdrawal, but it was after round one. <laughs> okay. She still probably would have played <laughs> races anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to do the draft. Now, I've beaten you two times. You've beaten me once in the 6K draft. No, 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 no. It's 2-2. No, it's not 2-2. It is not 2-2. You didn't okay. beat me last week. Maybe. All right, one, one and two. All right, let's go. All right, so you, who picked? That means you pick first. Yeah, Sam's gonna give us a rule though on this one. We have to have one pick under sixty five hundred, so a sixty four hundred or less guy. We gotta have one of those. Okay. Yeah, I'll start off and go pretty chalky here. I'm gonna take my my guy Hayden Buckley at sixty nine hundred. I think he is. I don't love this range this week. I meant to talk about that, talking about the ten k range, nine k range. You know, I don't think you have to dip down in here, and there's obviously a lot of guys in here fighting for their career next year, or yeah, next year. But um, I don't love this range. I do love Hayden Buckley. Like, big fan of Hayden Buckley. The ball striking has been tremendous. Uh, he's been consistent lately. Uh, just need the putter to pop. I'll take Hayden Buckley. All right, we're doing a DraftKings lineup. I got to put my I got to put my team in. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna change up the strategy a little bit. I'm gonna go ahead and take my under 6400 play, or under 6500 play, and I'm gonna start with Bo Hogue at 6400. Um, okay, he's got a T42 here, whatever. But if you look at his last few events, T30 at the Rocket Mortgage last week, top 45 at the 3M, missed the cut at the Barbersaw, but then a top 16 at the John Deere Classic. So I'm gonna go Bo Hogue. Go ahead and take him at 6400. Hmm. Okay, I like I like the hook play. I don't I don't mind the hook play. Um all right, I I'm going to go oh, this is this is this is tough here. This is tough. I'm going to go with the North Carolina boy. Um he's shown a little bit of form lately. He's played well here. He's Mr. Bojangles. Mr. Uh, Mr. You know, finger gun, Chesson Hadley. I'm going to take him at 69. 15th here last year. 10th at the 3M Open a couple weeks ago. 10th at the Deer. 5th at the Travelers a few weeks back. Missed the cut last week at the Rocket Mortgage, uh, but I'm going to count on Chesson Hadley to kind of get it, get it back to where it was just a couple weeks ago. Uh, and he's kind of a bubble boy. I mean, he's 121 right now, so he's got to hang on. He needs at least a, a made cut and uh, see the weekend, I think, just to feel really good about it. Okay. Who was your first pick again? Buckley. Buckley. Okay. You know, I'm going to go at 6,900 with Brandon Wu. 
Uh, a guy that's been playing well recently, top 30 at the Rocket Mortgage, top 10 at the Scottish Open, top 30 at the John Deere Classic. I like Brandon Wu. I, I think he's a, um, kind of a sneaky good player on tour. Um, just seems to you know, hang around, make a lot of cuts. Um, so Brandon Wu at 6,900. Go with him. All right. I am going to go to 6,600 now. Get a guy who has some has some experience around here. Seventh here just a couple of years ago. Um, but, I mean, from a course profile, I mean, fits it beautifully. In fact, in the last, let's see, four, six, eight, in the last ten years, he's never missed a cut here. Oh, I'm sorry, wait a minute. That's the wrong, that's the wrong, that's the wrong tournament. Daggummit. Sorry. He's only played, this is his fifth year. My bad. But in the four years he's played it, he's finished fifth and seventh. And then he's got a miscut and a 53rd place finish. Zach Johnson, for me, please, sir, at 6,600. I'll take, uh, I'll take ZJ. This is a great ZJ course. Okay. All right. Don't mind it. Um, all right. Going out there again. Going out there a little bit again for you. Um, Justin Lauer at 6,700. I was looking at Lauer. T30 last week at the Rocket Mortgage, miscut at the 3M, top 10 at the Barbasol, T51 at the John Deere Classic. He's also right on the bubble here when you look at FedEx Cup standings. Um, he is currently, I believe, right behind McGreevy. Yeah, he's 128 um, on FedEx Cup standings. He's been playing a good bit lately. So I like Justin Lauer there. Um, so he will be my next play at 6,700. How many is that? I don't know. Um, all right, I'm gonna go to sixty five again. Or six yeah, sixty five hundred. Um, a guy who's really good at Bermuda on Bermuda Greens. He is also a bubble boy. Uh he currently sits at number one thirty one. Needs to make up some ground. Uh it's hard to make up ground. I think last week there were ten players in the whole field that jumped up 10 spots or more, double-digit spots or more in the FedEx Cup standing. So, like, you got to have a good finish here. A lot of guys, you, know, you can have a solid finish and still only move up two or three spots. There's not, like, tremendous movement here. But this guy's going to need some movement, you know. And, uh, but but he's, he's been playing okay. 15th at Mexico back in May, 13th at the RBC Canadian, 24th at the Deer, 11th at the Open. I'm going with Kelly Craft. Bermuda guy, 6,500 Kelly Craft. All right, you go. Okay. All right. Um, this is this is one for the steal. This is a steal right here. I'm ooh, stealing ooh. him from ooh, Pat, you. Pat, we're getting uh, we're getting spammed. We're getting uh, porn bot spammed right now. Look, what? Look, we're getting spammed in the YouTube live chat. Best adult dating site, right there. That's a message for somebody out there. Love chat. Love slash chat dot xyz. Oh, look. Look at Maybe, that. Is that is that because Marcus is right beside it me? Must that, be. Is that the reason that happened? Yeah. Um, Thanks, Marcus. I'm gonna steal. Stealing this guy from you because I think you want to take him. I'm going to go with Scott Brown at 6,500. I know you liked him on the betting show. I think this is a good spot for him. This is a great course fit for Scott Brown. If we like Kisner, who's won here before, they've played golf together their entire lives. You know, he's he's actually played okay recently, coming off of a top 16 finish at the 3M Open. So I'm going to drop down and take a little Scott Brown here at 6,500. I was looking at Brownie, but there's another. There, there's, if he'd have been 6,400 or less, and I could have got him for that qualifier, I would have grabbed him. All right, um, 
I'm surprised you haven't taken a certain guy. And I'm not going to take him, but I'm surprised you haven't taken him yet. Very strange. Uh, okay, 6,400. This dude is at 145 in the FedEx Cup. Now, you may say, DB, that's 20 spots away from the top 125. And you would be correct. Uh, however, he, he needs to be in that top 150. He needs to make sure he stays in that top 150. Um, and he actually just had his first good finish in quite some time. Quite some time. His best, his best putting surface is Bermuda. And just last week, this is sad, okay, but I'm going out on a limb here. His best finish last week, 30th at the Rocket Mortgage, was his best finish since October. But I'm going to go for my hometown guy, my fellow Champions Retreat member, Henrik Norlander. I got you, bub. Maybe Norlander finally found the irons again that seemingly have left him. He gained 3.7 strokes with the irons. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride with him, and that's my, that's my $6,400 play. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to go with, at 6,800, Mr. James Hahn. 6,800. Had a fourth-place finish back at the 3M Open. Um, he, like he's it. a guy that's, you know, he's been under Twitter fire lately because he's been yeah. up and down. He's got some his, rough you know, takes on the lift thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do like the way he's played recently, so I'll go with a little James Hahn there at uh, 6,800. I will see your veteran birdie maker, James Hahn, and raise you one for my final pick, Mr. Charlie Hoffman at 69 Hunch, who just finished 10th at the Rocket Mortgage and gained eight strokes on approach. Eight. That is redonkulous. What did That's, Charlie Hoffman find? I don't know, but I hope he keeps Well, he's always been a great iron player. He so. has been, except for this year. But yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, he normally is a really good iron player, but seemingly has forgotten how to hit irons i mean literally that eight strokes if you added up only the positive numbers only the weeks where he had positives in strokes gained approach for the all of 2022 it would not be eight strokes that's how bad his irons have been okay so that's my team um how can i not round out my team with peter monati at 6800 i cannot believe a couple of names you left on the board Peter Malnati, that means you left him on the board. No, too, I know. I know. Idiot. I'm saying like you, like you personally, because they, they would be names I would think you would pick. Okay. Anyway, Peter Malnati. call me an idiot. You call me idiots all the time. I haven't called you an idiot tonight. Did your light go out again? <laughs> anyway, you know, I liked him last week. Um, he's had two top, he's had two top 25 finishes here. Um, has played well recently. Um, I mentioned that. Um, now I did just barely miss the cut and sucked on Sunday at the Rocket Warriors, but had a top 15 at the 3M Open, top 30 at the John Deere Classic. So Peter this is a this is a definite Peter Malnati golf course. Like, can we look did. up Peter Malnati's? Please, God, tell me he's he's going to lose his card. I, I am so sick of looking at Peter Malnati's name. I don't see him anywhere inside the 125. Oh God, no, he's 87th. How the f? See? 87th. He's he's locked in. You get another year at least of him. Jeez, dude, this goofy ass mf'er. How does he do this? 
How? That's unbelievable. I guess a seventh at the Bermuda did it, and the ninth at the Byron Nelson. Thank God. Thank God we, st- we still get to keep Peter Malnati. Mother effer. All right, my team. Who did I miss that you thought I should play? I- I'm shocked you didn't say Rory Sabatini because you're such a course history guy, number one. I'm also shocked you didn't say Hank Leviota because you're a Hank Leviota doppelganger and we love Hank. But yeah. Also, Hank's in danger of losing his full status as well. Uh, Hayden Buckley for me at 69, Chesson Hadley at 69, Charlie Hoffman at 69, Zach Johnson at 66, Kelly Kraft at 65, and Henrik Norlander at 6,400. Who you got? Brandon Moo at 69, Justin Lauer at 67, Bo Hogue at 64, Scott Brown at 65, James Hahn at 6,800, and Peter Maltnati at 6,800. Sounds like three and one to me, folks. Thank you for coming. We need to have something on the line here for this. This is too easy. This is shooting fish in a barrel. Man. I'll see. And we'll keep doing the make it, take it, where whoever wins the previous week gets to pick first. We'll just keep doing that. All right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for watching. Thanks for sticking around for the Wyndham Championship DFS picks. I can't believe Pat didn't have some shenanigans, extra shenanigans planned for tonight. I cannot believe that hasn't happened. I'm still thinking it's going to happen. I, I, will, I will believe that it won't happen when I lay my head down to go to bed tonight after we good. record TJ After Dark. Everything's good here. Everything's good. Every, everybody's fine. All right. Well, hopefully everybody's fine at the end of the tournament on Sunday, and may your screens be green. See you. Out! Oh!